listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Joshua Adam Lambertnot, the senator. You already know what it is. The futurist and the crown prince of charisma, Martin. No, uh, for, forget about me. Get to the main event. And the returning <laughs> Adam Diesel p- 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 Powerhouse. Am I the main event? Apparently. Adam! It's been a while. It's been a Adam! while. Adam! <laughs> you know, to be back. I mean, why did you do that for hours? Here's here's what I will <laughs> say. Here's what I will say. We made a proclamation on the pod on the last episode. And look, Adam showed up. He wants yeah. to make sure he's a part of that year end year end podcast. I told you. Just you. gotta say my name three times and I show yeah. up. He didn't have an ex- uh 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 what am i trying to say he didn't have an excuse to be away from the pod like joel does joel is excused from the pod adam was not fully excused from the pod i almost went to seinfeld trivia night tonight that oh, was my alternate you should have done that yeah 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 <laughs> we would have forgiven you for that one <laughs> yeah we would have forgiven you for that one maybe another night we gotta go back to uh do one more wrestling trivia night have they done it that'd be fun I haven't, I, I haven't, they canceled the second one, right? They canceled the second yeah, they canceled one. Yeah. It, yeah. I felt like if we had um, Brett and if we had Jermaine and we had Adam as well, like I feel like with everyone's collective minds there, we would have won. Yeah, there was like a team that had like nine people. Like, yeah. there's really, well, yeah. like hmm. Jermaine, and, Jermaine and Brett, Jermaine and Brett, uh, and you're Adam, uh, Morton. They have like the collective '80s and '90s stuff on lock, because that's like mm-hmm. all they watch, right? The I've gotten three texts from uh, my buddy Addy this week. They are currently watching Survivor Series '94, currently yeah. watching Survivor Series '97. How much? Currently is this guy watching weigh? a Raw from '98. <laughs> wow. Yes, we would have won with him. <laughs> yeah, we would have won. I just came to the ring. I'm thinking, of, what's what's the King of Ring with? How much does this guy weigh? Oh, that was Art Donovan. Yeah. 94. Yeah. The year that we had one. We had some botchamania level stuff today with, he's got a bicycle. <laughs> he was going so slow. He's got a... <laughs> I, I didn't even think as much as, as much of a botch as that was when Chris Jericho was DDT'd onto a uh, leather ottoman. Mm-hmm. And sold it like it hurt to me. <laughs> that was the height of Botchamania. Big show. I mean, those other Ottomans are like they seem softer than they are. They this is true. You always like do a heavy drop onto it, thinking it's gonna be like super cushy, and it's not, but it's a big sell. It's, it's a heavy sell. Yeah. Uh Adam, since we haven't had you one for a while, we kind of did this with uh Morton Senator when we made our dramatic comeback. Um, you know, in the time since we kind of took a little bit of our summer break, any uh, kind of thoughts that you've had over the summertime of, of stuff that you haven't been able to, to put on to the pod? Yeah, I've been watching like nothing. 
Like nothing is very interesting <laughs> to me, honestly. Um, and I'm so I'm coming at it right now from a pretty casual perspective. Uh, yeah. I still read a lot about it. I I know what's going on. Yeah, I, I'm watching like the highlights and stuff. But I've been watching shows really that much. I watched a little Crown Jewel. Um, I watched Dynamite tonight. Except my feed got st- stuck in a loop. Yeah, I was like watching it in the background. It, it got stuck in a loop in this sky blue match. And I was like, this match is like an hour long. Like, what's going on? Oh, it happened. Uh, the same thing like, happened to me. I had to like refresh. And then I, I was like, I totally saw this powerbomb spot already. <laughs> and then I, and then I like refreshed it and it was in the street fight. But um, so, yeah, I'm coming at it like a little bit different. But like, like MJF is still killing it. Like MJF is still the guy to watch, I think, right now. Um, I'm, I'm losing I'm losing more interest in WWE than I'm losing in AEW. Interesting. Um, because I think way. MJF. Because of MJF. I think MJF is the the thing. I was gonna ask everybody, so I think I know your answer. Are you more excited for full gear or for, for Survivor series? I think full gear. Yeah. Two MJF matches, right? So true. <laughs> Senator, <laughs> um, where but are you? I think Survivor series will be pretty fun. Um yeah. for we'll get to it, I'm sure, but like Oh yeah. Morton won't be too happy, but I I can tell you a different reason why. I want to see the Miz. Like I'm I'm about equally excited. I can't really pick one. Like this full gear. I mean, I'm watching it. Like I say, I'm watching it on delay. Um, I mean, I know it'll be good because AEW always delivers on their pay per views. Sure do. But there's nothing that has me like they're the whole. Everything is kind of feels like it's on hold until until. You mean you talk about MJF? You talk about the whole devil mask angle and where they're going with that, and it doesn't feel like that's going to be resolved this week. You know, it doesn't feel like that'll be resolved at full gear. So, like everything just feels like it's kind of floating out there, and and uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you need to make me want to see a match because I know I'm going to get either a incredible quality or because I don't know who's going to win, and I don't have that feeling heading into especially the main event for full gear. So I know it'll deliver, but I'm not like, I give it like my excitement level is probably six out of 10. Yeah. It's about mine. I think we're in the WWE lull, right? We're in the, we're in the off season of WWE right now. SummerSlam to Royal Rumble is kind of the off season. You could claim Survivor Series is like a thing, but it's not that it has no storyline implications usually. Right. It's just kind of like a thing. So this is the time when AEW should really like kick it up. Because people not. know that it's like, and they're not, they're kind of doing the same. They're kind of feeling it like an off season too. So, and I, I agree with you. It is a holding pattern with MJF right now until we get to something happening. Yeah. Senator, what about you? Survivor Series or Full Gear? I'm going to say this. I think Full Gear will definitely deliver. Yes. I never I don't say anything bad about AEW pay-per-views or anything. I'm more excited for Survivor Series because if the rumors are true that uh it is Randy Orton coming back for somebody that's been away for almost a year and a half now. Something Plus, like that. About a year and a half. About a year and a half. It was last July. Yeah, with the whole thing of him possibly his dad coming out saying that he's not gonna wrestle again, all that type yeah. of stuff. Like him coming back to me just brought a level of excitement. I think the heel turn that they did for Drew McIntyre on Monday was perfect. Yeah. I think they slow build it into a perfect way to do it. Um, 
we all know like this is just I'm so happy that they got rid of the day one pay-per-view because I hated that friggin' New Year Day pay-per-view. It made no yeah. sense to me. It was kind of then after Survivor Series, take the time to really build up to the Rumble yeah. and then you can really start ramping up, right? And I, I appreciate that. So I think I'm excited about that, especially with it being in Chicago. And unfortunately, I hate the fact that this dude is <laughs> being rumored around it, but He's you're going to you're going to be tempted to watch it on top of that to see if it's actually true or not. Will he come out survivor series? Will he come out on Monday night raw? Like you never, you just don't know all the whole situation with that, but there he is. Adam had a prepare yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that I mean, guy. if it's Nakamura has a, a secret opponent, then I would assume that's who it would be. But uh, I, I like you guys have all said full gear will 100% d- deliver. I think the best match or like the hidden gem is going to be Swerve and Page. That could be the match of the pay-per-view. Um for Survivor Series like you said Senator, everything you write. I like the Drew turn. I think, you know, the Survivor Series match is going to be good. The damage control match uh should be good, but you know, the hidden gem of that and you know, Adam you kind of alluded to it and maybe it'll piss off Morton, but I have liked everything done with Miz so far to make it more serious. The tone has been there. It's a lot of that 2016, 17 Miz as far as the promo that had a lot of us have him promo of the year. And it's Gunther. <laughs> so we anyone Gunther can make anyone have a good match. And Miz has been having decent matches. So I'm excited for that match. Should be good. You made you made more than visibly sick. Mute his mic. <laughs> but here, but here's the one thing I will say. Here's the one thing I'll say. I'll never, I've never been a fan of the Miz as a face. Never, never. I think he's a horrible face. It's like trying to put Charlotte as a face. It just doesn't work out, right? Yeah. But when you have a natural asshole like Gunther, because like everything that Gunther does, I remember when he first got called up, he was pretty good on the mic, but right now he's like learned the WWE Man. style, but he's learned how to do it in such a subtle asshole way. And he won't call him Miz. He keeps calling him Mike. He won't call him Miz. He calls him Mike. <laughs> um, even on Monday when it was like when Ludwig Kaiser thought that <laughs> Gunther was proud of him, and he was like, no, I'm not proud of you. I'm proud of Giovanni Vinci because <laughs> you got yourself thrown out. You know, like subtle things that he does just elevates. There. So this is the one time when I'm like, okay, I'm okay with Miz being kind of a face because Gunther is just a true asshole. Like, in a good way. Of the company this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He he's debatably. You know, I, I, it's funny because WWE at this time last year. I mean, yes, we're in their dead zone. You know, like you say, kind of. You know, the holding pattern. But at this time last year, you did have the Sami Zayn storyline percolating, mm-hmm. and it was getting yeah. real, real hot. And you had the impending return of Cody Rhodes. So there was a feeling of momentum heading into the WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they have that same momentum this year. I don't feel that same momentum this year. It's it's they just don't have that storyline that you're like. And I think a big part of it again is come back to there was always the chance you were going, maybe Cody will win the title. Maybe Sammy, maybe they'll do it just for one night. They'll have the title. And there was always it doesn't feel like anybody's taking any titles anytime soon right now. 
Not and I think that's hurting my excitement for that product. Morning, can I ask you a question? Do you yeah? Do you think that? So I agree with everything you said about like last year and the build up and everything like that because they had all these subtle storylines. But do you think that with the writer strike and John Cena coming in for that little run there and then Rock showing up for that one time, right? It kind of changed people's perception of what possibly might happen because no one knew how long the strike was going to go. You don't know how long you had John Cena. It seemed like they tried to kind of right shuffle him into the bloodline storyline and then that kind of threw them off the path of where they wanted to go because they you have john cena you're of course you're going to use him right and now that the strike is over they're gone and now you're like okay now we have to try putting ourselves back on the road that we had originally planned but it's like we took a detour that was unnecessary no i think that's a good point i hadn't thought of that but they shoehorn somebody in, you know, and understandably so. But yeah, it 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 sidetracked the storylines and the momentum, and and somehow, I mean, possibly, right now at this point, Jimmy versus Jay almost feels like the biggest match that they're building for WrestleMania in a way, and it's not nearly as hot as it should be. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. you have a company, and they're doing all right. You know, I mean, it, it, their product is generally entertaining. You know, I'm still mainly watching on YouTube. The you know the highlights. It's just oh, easier to are. watch it that way. And occasionally, I'll watch a full SmackDown. And I'm enjoying NXT when I have a chance to watch it, and not as often as I would like. But you know, it, it's it's neither company has me really like the wrestling is really good, but yeah. neither company has me going. It feels like mm-hmm. the the company's hot. It doesn't feel like anybody's hot right now. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to January 4th, as I always do at the Tokyo Dome, but they're not hot either. So, I mean, nothing is really clicking at the next level right now. No, everything is... Um... You know the in-ring product, like you said, there more everything's good. Like you, there, it's almost hard harder to have a bad match now than to have a good match for the most part. Like the the percentage of good match to bad match. I mean, even on Raw, you're having matches now on Raw. Like a few weeks ago with Kofi and Ivar, like that would have been a match of the year contender ten years ago. People were like, holy crap, I can't believe that Kofi and Ivar match. Now it's just like, oh yeah, that was a fun Raw match. But and you're getting that. On an almost a weekly basis, you're getting a pretty solid match, although that tag match on Raw this week was terrible, slow-paced, and not really good at all. Um, but I think, you know, everything is leading up to these pay-per-views that are all going to be good. Like I said, Swerve and Heyman I think will be good. Golden Jets and the Bucks is going to be really, really good. Uh, you know, Jay White and Max, we all know who's going to win that match, but it's going to be good. And I guess that kind of leaves the big thing now of, where this Maxine Melendi did the Sports Illustrated article today and said, like, oh, I'm still going where the most money is. And I believe when we did, Adam, you weren't here, so you can kind of answer this question too. We did our free agent preview for 2024 for the stack class. And the only clean sweep I think we had was for Drew and for Will, all Drew to go to AEW. Although I'm kind of changing my mind after this week a little bit on that. And then we all had Will for WWE, but AEW... Morton, you were the only one that picked uh, MJF to make the jump, and Senator and I both had him going to WWE. But I, I mean, I guess I still don't know. But I, you two had him both saying AEW. You had WWE reversed it. 
Yeah, you yeah, and I WWE. had WWE. You guys made that. Uh, yeah. I, to say all that, I guess the only person I can really see taking the title off him at that end of the year pay-per-view that would make sense in an exclamation point in the story would be Wardlow. And I don't know if Wardlow is hot enough and how he could be hot enough in the next six weeks. But anything's possible. We've seen people become hot. Like, I mean, Tony Storm and they got that wasn't really anything. And now she's... But Josh, we got that G1 style tournament too. We do. That's and who how, win is it. that going to play into something with MJF, right? Like that well, is a, that's another thing. It's like, okay, Danielson's probably going to win it. Yeah. Um, like what does that play anything into the JF stuff? I, I don't know. There's look, like they put so many eggs into that devil mask basket storyline, and did. there's only three outcomes either it's MJF, which I think is actually pretty likely, um, or it's a guy who costs MJF the title, or it's a guy who wins the title from MJF, and because we don't know what's happening with MJF and MJF's long-term storyline is still with Cole, who's months away. Like, I don't know. It, everything being up in the air should make me excited because I don't know what's going to happen. But instead it feels like they don't know what's going to happen. And therefore I'm not as excited. It feels yeah. like they're booking on the fly to me. I, I do wonder, like Shamra Sapp put the report out today that it's not CM Punk behind the devil mask but i do wonder if they're like maybe we'll have a Dolph ziggler maybe we'll have a b shelton benjamin or ollie or matt riddle like it's like <laughs> they don't even know yet and they're gonna None wait of those till people the wave of wwe free agents is at least done for them to make a choice on what they're gonna do it, it does feel like kind of what morton's saying like looking on the fire where you're just leaving it in the air because they can just like they know they can just wait yeah they can just keep it rolling and then they don't have to decide right I think I do think obviously it seemed like punk was probably the option when this whole thing started. Yeah. But now that that's changed, I think they're stuck and they don't really know what to do either. So they're just kind of holding with it. Um, I like that, that idea of it actually being MJF. Like you said, Martin, like he's kind of, he's become a face now, but he's not a face. Like you can kind of see through it. Like he's a face by default and he's just kind of, Maybe he's playing that role to like, to like pull you in, and then he's just gonna turn. Yeah, it's because he's so charismatic that he's a face, not because yeah. he behaves like a face, right? He's entertaining. He's extremely entertaining. People that entertain, the fans want to cheer them instinctively. I think he hates being a face. I think he loves being a heel. Yeah, and I think this is the ultimate storyline. There's two storylines that actually probably turn him heel. One is to turn on Cole when people least expect it. And the other one is to be the guy in the, in the devil mask the whole time screwing with you. And maybe it's going to be both. Maybe they're going to, they could hold this off that long. I mean, that's part of the problem is actually is like, <laughs> could be months before we get a resolution to this. What if it's yeah, we blame wrestling for, for not enough long-term booking. And then it's like too long. It's just like, yeah. just keep it going. It's too much. What if it's Tony Khan? It Oh my gosh. Um it was me, Max. It was me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not buying it. Mm, that see, but what this is Shane this McMahon. Is, that would be amazing. But um <laughs> awesome. uh my only problem with and I criticize any company that does this, right? It's 
I think TK goes into such mark booking at times mm-hmm. that that this might be like the reveal of retribution, to tell you the truth. Like it's just gonna be something like some person that it, that the reveal might be one of the biggest letdowns. It's gonna be like one of his weekly big announcements. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be something weird. It might it, the way how the way how they don't even know how to use uh what's his name the one that used to be in Jericho Sammy Guevara it might yeah. end up being him all, all of a sudden because they don't know how to book him any at any time so they're just going to be like oh well we're going to turn him heel again and put him here like you know like it's just something weird I could see Tony Khan doing with this now you guys do I remember hope- are you guys familiar with the Black Scorpion storyline in the NWA WCW I am. it was in 1989 Blair and uh, it was Sting was had just won the belt. He was the world champion, and he was being attacked by this guy, Black Scorpion, who would drop hints that he was somebody from his past, and he, he was somebody he knew, and he had he knew him, and and Sting was trying to figure out who from my past and my history would be t- attacking me. Why did they want to get me so bad? And then it turned out to be Ric Flair. And who, you know, is not from his past, <laughs> you know, and, and it just was like this, oof, like air went out of the building when they unmasked and they went flare, like they were expecting somebody new. It feels like it could be a black scorpion situation if they're not careful. Well, more than that's kind of like everyone with the, the announcement this afternoon that Tony will announce the signing of a game changing, big name, well-respected wrestler on Saturday and L- at, at full gear and everyone is thinking okay well surely it'll be monet but everyone's like are we sure it's not going to be goldberg <laughs> oh gee are i you, hadn't thought of that are you sure it's not i thought it would be riddle or, or monet it can't be them yet they it can't be riddler or ziggler till january 1st oh then it can be somebody from nxt that got released what about hogan it's... oh my gosh no he's no he's he, got he a... said most everybody know in AEW will know his name Everybody knows Hulk Hogan's name. So it has to be somebody who's well-known worldwide wrestler who most people would know, but there might be a few who don't. So that's not Monet then. It's somebody who hasn't been on. Sounds like it's somebody that hasn't been on AEW TV. Well, Kota Ibushi just officially became a member of the roster 20 minutes ago. So I don't know if they let the thing out of the bag. I can't imagine that would be that. But is there? what about Yujiro? He, we talked about him last week, right? It's going to be Stevie Ray. They couldn't get Booker T, so they got Stevie Ray. <laughs> right. Oh, like, my Johnson, <laughs> baby! Like, like, all right, um, thing. But I will say this: I am pleasantly surprised and happy for what they're turning the damage control story into. Yeah, because I think that it was starting to fall off ridiculously. Because they because Dakota Kai got injured. And so they just didn't know how to really do the storyline. But the addition of Kyrie Sane to them and then Asuka to them. Triple and then you don't know if EO is taking over damage control to kick out Bailey like that. Or like you just don't know what it is, right? So I do yeah, I did like that turn. And if they did want to announce a woman's uh war game match. That sounds like that's the plan. That sounds yeah. like that's the plan. I it 
it does make me think we were talking, we were starting to do some predictions last week about the women's Royal Rumble. And I think we had Becky or Belair as the favorites. I would put Bailey into there now. Like I could see Bailey potentially winning and facing EO it's at Mania. Wouldn't be shocked if that would be a way they go down. I mean, and then that leaves Jade open to do Jade and Belair by themselves without a title or Jade versus Charlotte without a title. Cause whatever match I would assume now too, with the Jade side, since we have Adam here, if you have Bailey win the rumble, <laughs> Becky could win an elimination chamber, whatever match you do with Jade, you can almost save her first match for just got him all ready to go. You can just save Jade's first match uh, for R- mania. This more of the rumble. I would assume she debuts at the rumble for a match. Um, but whatever match she does at Mania will be a draw in itself. Because you only get one first time, right? You know, they'll put her with Shaq. And she'll take on Cody. <laughs> and <laughs> Green Velvet. Yeah, well, who knows? Green think, Red Velvet. I think they should debut her before. They need to debut her before um, Royal Rumble, I think. Yeah, but, but like who? An actual debut. Do you think she comes yeah, out like, at like NXT a, like a next match. week after the um, the match next I week? I really uh, wanted her to come out and just stomp Nia Jax. That would have been like such a good. I would have loved like it. have Nia Jax being built up to be this monster, and then she comes and just squashes her. That sounds like that's going to be Raquel now, though. How, you see how big she is. You see how great she is, and then and then she doesn't. And then you have the expectation of her winning the Rumble, which hopefully she doesn't. I think because that's going to be like the classic WWE swerve. You can't have her come in. But she comes in first match into the Rumble, and you're like, oh, she's going to win, and then she doesn't win. It's a big letdown. Mm-hmm. But if she's already done a little bit and still loses the Rumble, there's still a little bit of mystique around it because winning the Rumble is like, you're not going to win your first time, probably, yeah. like, logically. If we're talking, like, realistically, it shouldn't happen that way, right? Um, no. So, and I agree with you. I think whatever match she has at Mania will be a big one, so it doesn't even need to be a title match. As long as she wins, I'm happy. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's getting a NXT title reign, run, or uh, as champion. Do you think she comes out next week after the Valkyrie match? She's either winning it beforehand and defending it at NXT. You know, yeah, Mania weekend, or I think she's winning it there. I don't think they'll hold off that long though for her to win it. So I mean, I, I, I don't see Valkyrie. That's a champ. She feels like a transitional champion. So, so do you think there after you this go. match next week that that Jade comes out after the Valkyrie Championship match next week? Here you go. You have Lyra Valkyrie against Jade at the deadline Royal Rumble NXT. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jade wins it there, and then there's only one person that's gonna show up to NXT because when somebody new that gets hot wins a title. She shows up. <laughs> Charlotte Flair is going to want a challenge for them, and that's going to be the WrestleMania match. It's going to be Jade versus Charlotte for the NXT title. I Where does feel Belair bad go for in? her because Charlotte would probably go over, and, uh, and Charlotte should not go over. You never bet against Charlotte. You're right. No. Where, where does <laughs> where does Belair go? If we're assuming that's Becky and Rhea, let's say Bailey and EO, and then Jade and Charlotte. Where does that put Belair? In a tag match, because that's WWE booking. I guess. Throw her that makes tag. her miss. That's interesting. Or she ends up in a triple threat 
for like the SmackDown t- title at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Or she could, I guess, form a tag team with someone and go against whoever the tag team is at that point. Yeah. It's no, because it's going to be a multi, it's going to be like four teams, random teams. Don't we got a new tag team this week, right? Got a new tag team this week. Yeah. You're going to have Ivy Niles and uh, what's her name? I forgot to. Oh, um, name. the one nobody knows. Uh, I can't Maxine Dupree. Name. Maxine, thank Maxine you. Maxine Dupree. Yeah, I like Maxine Dupree. You're gonna have yep. those two against Chelsea and Piper Nivens versus the uh, Casey and yeah, what's the, the other, other girl's name? Yeah, Caden, Casey and Caden, and, and then, then probably Sheena and, and then Zoe. No, they're not even gonna be in there. You're gonna have the the, <laughs> the witches. Oh, the witches! Alba yeah, Fire remember they cursed the titles. Isla Dawn. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna be something weird. Like, like that's gonna be for the tag title. Like, probably just do a just do You're a not wrong. royal for, for the maybe tag make titles. Jade and Belair a tag team. Then even maybe they'll do that. It has to be a singles match, though. I think for Jade for her first Mania. I think and, they they'd be a great tag team because then you can build a year-long storyline for them to split up and then that match means that much more, right? It does. That means they would have to hold the titles for a while and people... And that uh-huh. just that's not something that they do for the women's I side. Forgot. I forgot. Yeah, well, although Chelsea Chelsea has had them forever for what that normally happens. Like Chelsea's had them for what almost four months now. But she also had like two other partners <laughs> in it. True. So if you, you have to <laughs> figure out what team. yeah, you have to figure <laughs> out exactly because remember Piper Nivens just walked in and said, This is mine. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah, because she, she got from, injured. She went from Carmella to Deville to Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And then I mean for AW for their women's title, I'm assuming that Tony Storms beat Sheeta. And if it is Monet, then that's probably where you debut Monet. Monet is Tony Storm wins, and that's where Monet comes out and challenges her next. That'd be my best guess. Mm-hmm. I What's the next that? pay-per-view? Revolution? World's end. That's the uh, December thirty first one or that's something. December thirty first, like right? yeah. And that's not a big enough show for a Monet title win. I don't think. I think I you want to be a title for... win. I think they have Tony beat her, unless she does winning the match. No way, Shida. I know. I no way sense. Monet's coming in just to lose. Yeah, and no way you're giving Shida. She goes... No way you give. I don't Shida think she gets the title. Sasha. Go ahead. Go ahead I mean, you, you. I don't think Monet. If you, if it is Monet. If it is Monet, I would hate to. I wouldn't say hate. A Sheeta and Monet match to me isn't big enough, and a Tony and a Monet match at this point isn't big enough. I don't think Tony has like we enjoy her character at this point right now, but I don't know if it's connected as much with everybody for it to be a marquee match at this point yet. Yeah, I mean the biggest I mean, match they Monet have is. She's probably a heel coming in. She loves to be a heel. Mercedes? She's yeah, kind of a heel in Japan, right? She's yeah. probably coming in as yeah. a heel. And she's probably beating like Dr. Britt Baker in her first match or something. She can not have a, the whole story, story too. I'm the real Hollywood star. I was in the Mandalorian and that I'm box office. You can do that whole thing with her. That's exactly what I was thinking, Martin, was maybe getting the title even back to Britt at some point. It's been a long enough time. I don't even know where Britt is. I think that she... 
So she could come back. Britt's easy to come back and she can Charlotte flare it and just go for a title and, and yeah. win. And then, uh, and then you can bring Monet back to beat Britt, which would be a big match. Who is the I biggest, think that could be pretty exciting. Who is the biggest, like the most over woman in AEW right now? It probably is Tony still, I'd say. It's Tony or Britt. Like, I feel like the crowd... I think Britt coming back now, it would be her. But like, it sure as fuck isn't Soraya. Before she took a break, it sounded like the crowd wasn't even really into like the DMD like they used to be. Like no. it just, I don't know. It's, it's Tony I feel like or that's... Britt. Turning, turning face didn't didn't do her any favors. She lost yeah. momentum. Yeah. It's probably she Tony Storm to be honest. So. It's probably right now Tony Storm. I'd say so, probably. Yeah. And then, I mean, Sky Blue gets decent pops, but I wouldn't. I, I, that's the problem with their women's division. They miss Jade a lot because Jade was hate or love it. Jade had the attention of the crowd. That's why getting yep. a Mercedes would be huge for them because they don't have like you're seeing Tony now when they did the graphic full gear and they did the graphic for Wembley. Tony was on both of those graphics and she was, I believe, the only woman I saw on them. Um, because Statlander's not really over, Sky Blue is kind of over, Ruby's nothing, Soraya doesn't mean anything at all. Um, I'm just trying to think about did, did the outcast hurt all three of them more than it helped them? Yeah, other than uh, Tony luckily got that gimmick and able to help her, but I mean, freaking uh, Red Velvet is beating uh. Um, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby last Ruby. week, like Ruby should oh, be yeah. winning that match. Ruby, like, oh, like that made that <laughs> yeah. just a bad look. And Soraya Willow, won. Willow's over. The title, right? Willow's over. Sorry, Soraya won the title. It in it at Wembley, yes, and then she lost to. uh Yeah, Shida. yeah. So that helped to her. That helped her. No, for not sure, really. Yeah, no one wanted that... her to have the title. No one wanted to have her. She is go. She is. We talked about this. That was movie. big. She, that was big. She is her. like X Pac Heat right now. Like no one wants to see Soraya. <laughs> At all, it's it kind of probably sad. just put her on uh, we what one we feast or whatever with Chris Jericho, yeah. Just uh, I think that dropped yesterday on YouTube, so oh, did it? I, I mean, that's what they use her for, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, she just doesn't have the drawing power. I mean, if they get Mercedes, that's what they need, they need that woman to draw again. I mean, even getting an Emma when she's inevitably a free agent, Mickey James apparently is leaving um tna but i'm assuming she's going to join her husband in wwe even in a developmental phase because if you remember we talked about it before the original plan was aldous and her as co-gms but mm -hmm. i would assume now she'll just maybe be a trainer in nxt or something like that what about ronda oh, rousey that was the name that's been thrown around adam that was the name that was thrown around for and um for the big signing I, because she, I think it's a didn't. really bad, yeah. I think it's a really bad choice, but I wouldn't put it past Tony, thinking it's like it's looking same. at like what we we're just talking about. The women's roster is kind of looking a little stale right now, yeah. And so he just kind of in panic mode, like who's a big name we can get and just like pay out the nose and do it. Yeah. But I think she would just she would she would fumble the ball heavy in AEW. I don't think it would be good. I, oh, I don't think she'd be good. She. She didn't end up being very good in WWE during, you know, I mean, she, she, she was for a while here. 
Yeah. She debuted up here and all and it was downhill the whole time, you know, and leaving. I'm spoiler alert. Her versus Shayna is my worst match of the year so far. Yeah, and she's uh, my worst wrestler, you know. For, yeah, like because that was like the most hyped match of hers coming in, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like I can't wait for this match. They were both like like when Shayna was Shayna and not what she is now. That was like a match you wanted, and then they give it to you, and it's just like you know a the, total letdown. One of the big problems was Ronda Rousey never learned how to hold the mic to do a promo. No, like, she hated getting no. booed. She could she took it personally when she got booed. Yeah, and then she would like try to be aggressive, but then she holds the mic like this, so it's not actually going through. And then you're like, "What are you do? like? Just hold the mic so people can hear you." Like, come on, imagine her. <laughs> Imagine her going into AEW and doing that same thing. Like, it's not gonna. Yeah. You're gonna have to that, have like Tony Schiavone like holding the mic the whole time <laughs> while doing interviews. Like, that was exactly know. what I was picturing. Like r- the signing of Ronda Rousey, and then the first promo would be like, like go away heat instantly. Yeah. Like it would yeah. just be so bad. Like there's no yeah. way. Like she could have a look that could work, and maybe even a match or two. Where she like does really well, but like anytime she touches the mic, it's over. You know what really She'd hurts be advocating too? for tag team titles, so her yeah. arena <laughs> can hold hold them. Uh, we talked yeah. about too famous again to be this. To, she's too famous to be this signing from again yeah. from the description. Most people in AEW would know this superstar. Mm-hmm. This is that what the wording was? Person. I'm going to see this again. That is the exact yeah. wording used by Tony Tony Schiavone tonight. Okay, so this is the exact wording. AW has agreed to turn with one of the world's best wrestler, a pro wrestler who is known and respected by virtually every AW fan. So that all right, people. That's, that's, it's Ric Flair. It's Chavo Guerrero. Fresh oh, off Iron geez. Claw. Yeah, fresh off Iron Claw. Claw. He's gonna get Zach Efron. I would not. I would be shocked. Ooh, if Jeremy they, Allen White. <laughs> Jeremy Allen White and Zach Efron. Let's do the match. He Chavo said they could do a match if they needed to. He said they could do a match now. That would be a pretty. That would be a pretty fun. Uh, like, what are they like the celeb cameo things that WWE always does? Mm-hmm. And that would be an interesting get. And with MJF be, as an exact producer on the movie. Yeah, I would be. That's not more a crazy sh- idea. WWE would probably be more likely to get it because it's an association. Is it A24? It's A24. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was connected to FX for some reason. It's A24. MJF is attached. Shavo's attached. I don't think it has anything with WWE. Hmm. I don't think it's big enough for WWE, to be honest. Well, just wondering how, like, the TKO and the agency they had of that agency is uh, representative of Jeremy and or Zach Efron at all. That's what I'm curious about. If they hmm. have, you know, representation of those guys as their clients, then that would change the difference of the. That's the advantage that TKO now has over AW, because that's how they got. That's one of the reasons they got Jade, uh, someone that is a subsidiary, uh, like under under Ari as an agent on that agency, represented Jade. So that's how they were able to get Jade. And that same agent is the agent of Will Ospreay, which gives them a little bit of an insight. And Joel and I talked about this off air a while ago. And no one's really talking about it as much, but it's kind of, I don't know how it's not 
antitrust or monopoly or whatever. I don't know what the right term is, but it's puzzling because that gives WWE a major advantage with TKO still being branded as a talent agency and having their clients represented with ties now to WWE to make it much easier for a Will Ospreay or a Jade, for example, to negotiate with WWE. So if, 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 for example, if Jeremy Allen White or Zach Efron are under whatever brand, um, I can't remember, they're the Endeavor agency, right? Oh, they are. I'm just looking this up. I think they're that under, I, I think they're both under WME, which is Endeavor. Yeah, there but you then go. you can kind of just you kind of can look at. But it I don't like know if that music. Yeah, I don't know if that would be it because, like, for example, Rock Nation has a management company. Yeah, but the, but the artists aren't necessarily signed to Rock Nation, like the label. Like you can still right. sign wherever after, and at the same time, if you feel like you're. A, your represent your agency or your representation isn't actually listening to all the offers and doing what they're supposed to do. You can always let go of your representation and get new one, right? That's so true. That's like rich, that's rich, kind of rich, rich Paul with New Orleans Noel, rich Paul with the league, the right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, all that type of all that type of stuff. So, like, I think that's the only kind of difference when you're. It's kind of a mutual agreement when it comes to that. You have to present as an agent. You have to present all the all the um offers that you get and then you can choose you can kind of be like i would suggest this one but that doesn't mean you have to take that one it's your ultimate decision to choose like rihanna for rock nation management and that was even like when they just had rockefeller and then dipset had its own separate label right yeah Def yeah. Jam, everything was under Universal, like you know what I mean. But you could sign to wherever you. Didn't they have with no limit point. with with uh, with Snoop? Didn't they have no limit, and then Snoop had his own. So or was he just no, under no limit. Yeah, he was under no limit. He kind of had his own little doghouse, right? But was then it doghouse records? Yeah, but then he yeah. kind of left after that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think with so, these yeah. films and stuff, like it's the the production company usually creates deals of like promotional appearances along with them and if that's the promotional appearance they decide to do it might be it might be uh something that could be could be worked out i, I think that'd be fun i hope that's something they go with i think that'd be a cool addition to the like dull season of, of have you wrestling that Adam, we're talking is, it, about right is now. it is it in the is it in the top 10 nomination i know you and i were talking about that the other day in our in our movie group chat is it in the top 10 consideration right now no, I haven't seen it or anything, but it will, it could probably pull like a Golden Globe and it might, it's definitely going to get up for some of the like Indie Spirit Awards. Yeah. But I don't think it's in like Oscar consideration for much unless there's a really big push for, you know, it's really weird. Or white. And, and I don't want to step on because we'll talk about this in the rundown tomorrow. But for him, for Jeremy, it's going to be really interesting because award season is so totally different this year, right? Because you're going to go Golden Globes, Emmys. And then say Golden Spirit, all that, and then Oscars within two months. So he could end up winning his Emmy for the Bear, which he probably will. No, a Golden Globe for the Bear, which he probably will. An Emmy for the Bear, which he will. And then go into those other awards like SAG and stuff like that. And then stuff stuff for Iron Claw, which is it could start rising up as some of those votes take a little bit longer to pick up a vote and have the kind of the the, the combination of a Golden Globe and an Emmy. Yeah, when. Because the Oscars, the nominations are announced relatively soon, I think. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel got announced as host today. Golden Globes yeah, haven't so happened yet, though. No, no, no. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if we get that. While match. you guys uh, while you guys are talking about that, I just it just hit me. That's yeah. gonna be the promotional match. And then you're gonna have Steven Arnell. Uh Steven. Um, come out in the devil mask. That's no, we won't be go to EW because right now he's no. in Cody's his boy. No. Cody's his boy. So he'll be in WWE with him. Morton just looks so disgusted by that. No, he's going to face. He's going to face. No, actually, I know who's going to face Logan Paul at WrestleMania. It's going to be Bad Bunny. I'm putting, I'll put money on that if you can put money on that. I don't think that's happening. You don't think Logan Paul's facing Bad Bunny what, for the US title? I'll tell you what pisses me off. No. I'll tell you what pisses me off, Josh, is what, that Logan? match will be good. Yes, that's what pisses me off. <laughs> I was gonna say what Logan Ball naked, uh, naked in the shower with the U.S. title. That happened this I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Week. There was the rumor. Of, I, think I think it, it was. Sorry, it was like Ray, um, Dragon Lee, and Bad Bunny versus uh, Escobar and his guys in a six man. Like that could be good too. With Logan Paul, no. Then Logan, no? then Logan Paul would face whoever. I mean, oh, I, for the Mania, big, for Mania. The big, the other big match for Logan Paul for the U.S. title. Logan is Paul LA would Knight. face Carlito. Carlito, I've also seen L.A. Knight. I think Dominic would be a good choice. Dominic would be a good choice, better than L.A. Knight because that match. I think I that's. Mean, I think that's the one I, I'd like to see for Mania. Because if he faces L.A. Knight, L.A. Logan Paul's the better worker. <laughs> By far, it's not even close. And he, what happened? I haven't been on this show in so long. Did you guys all fall off LA night or what? Yeah, we all we all turned. Oh, look at you! It wasn't that we felt we didn't night. We didn't fall off of LA night. (laughs) It's just he's not a good wrestler. He's a bad wrestler. Oh, really? Wise promo wise, you're like okay, cool. But like even (laughs) even the hop to like the top rope that makes it seem like that's like his signature move and Michael Cole like hypes it like it's the greatest thing ever. We seen Pat Mackin do it even better than that. <laughs> like and then you're looking at somebody that doesn't have as much wrestling experience, right? But like promo wise he's still he's still LA Knight. It's just he almost like injured was it Jimmy when he did that uh the power slam like there was just a couple bad, a couple bad situations, mm-hmm. and it's getting a little stale. I mean, it's the same act. There's not yeah. much variety to it. So, Ellie Knight's two biggest haters. Ellie Knight's two biggest haters, Kevin Nash and Adam, both are starting to look more and more right. <laughs> Diesel power unite. There you go. That's Diesel a, power that's unite. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a big fan. And, and I should be because he comes out in Air Jordan wrestling boots. Exactly. Yeah. He's got like yeah. custom Air Jordan wrestling boots. I, why don't I like this? Like, what is it? I, I can't know. even do exactly why I don't like him. He just doesn't connect with me at all. And it's just like, I just don't understand the like huge love that, that like the IWC and obviously the f- regular fans like have with him. But I think people are looking it. for a throwback to the Attitude Era, something that's easy to chant with, you know, at, at a at a show. But you're, where you get but to you're never going to get that now. Like, it's it's a cheap version of that, if you're getting Of course that. it is. That's what it felt like to me. Well, it's kind of like and you that's talked not about Adam in our, in our movie chat, again, two times has been referenced when we talked about Madam Webb today, 
and we're like, and you said like, can we get, can we go and get Spider-Man? We got Spider-Man at home. It's kind of the same thing. Can we get the rock and Austin? We got the rock and Austin at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> the same thing? It's the same thing. Um, yeah. Before we get to this full gear preview, anything else anyone wants to talk about? Uh, because we kind of shifted this to a little bit of a combat sport yes yeah, the, the now. knockout you have seen so, knockout jeez so so a couple quick things uh Engano is potentially going to be a top 10 heavyweight in the wbc rankings after that tyson wow. fury fight which to me makes sense because they don't yeah. really have any big name anymore people are kind of scared to so fight is he, is he done with Gosh. mma then is he just going into boxing no, he's uh he has a deal with PFL, so he's doing so. MMA and PFL. That's the Saudi one, right? Then, yeah, yeah, okay. that's the one that they ended up buying. So he's doing that, but right now they don't really have like Fury at this point. Pretty much just lost to, if you really think about it, even if it was a close win and it was decision, you lost at that point because technically you're not supposed to. A MMA fighter that really had no boxing experience is not supposed to come in and take the champion 10 rounds. Yeah. That's usually not the case. So you have him. Wilder got destroyed by Fury two fights in a row. Like Joshua runs from everybody. Like there's not really that big heavyweight fights anymore right now. So it only makes sense to put Nganu as a top 10 because you can build him up to go fight a Joshua or fight a Wilder or fight. I'd like to see him in uh, Wilder. You... That'd be great. Yeah. Power punchers. Right. Yeah. And then UFC this past week, we had two crazy knockouts. Yeah. For, for titles, Alex Pereira, like we were talking about last week, the, the guy who beat Izzy knocked out, knocked out uh Yiri in the first round. And then Tom Aspinall knocked out, I forget the other guy's name, with a nice kick, just knocked him out, boom, for the interim heavyweight title. Only thing that sucks, they're not defending it. He has to wait like a year to defend the belt because they have to wait for the John Jones-Stipe Miocic fight first, and then he gets to fight the winner of that. When's that uh, uh, Stipe fight? Don't know because uh three hundred then Jones, Jones got injured, so I'm thinking that they're gonna try to push it for three hundred. Mm-hmm. So that fight probably and... won't happen until the summertime. And if Jones lose, Jones is getting a rematch. So probably that person's gonna have to sit on the. How did How did Jones get hurt? Was it uh, Was he throw his back out sniffing coke? <laughs> he he loves Jesus now. Okay. Just like his brother. Oh, he back out <laughs> praying to he back out praying. Just like his brother. Although his brother was right about Josh McDaniels, so give his give his brother credit his, on something. His brother also needs some help. So I'm gonna go Josh McDaniels too, and I'm not yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have to uh, I don't, I don't think you have to play on the team to be right about Josh McDaniels. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh I'm looking at there's a fight night card this week too. Uh, the only there's a few guys I actually know in here surprisingly. The co-main Michael Morales versus Jake Matthews should be pretty interesting. The main is Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. I can't say hey, I know who the guys are in the main event, 
but I do know Michael Morales and Jake Matthews. Like I said, UFC has that issue. There's too much fights. Like there's yeah. too many fight nights. Let's just let's just chill out. I'm not watching again till two ninety six. So and that is at the end of the year. That's December sixteenth. Uh, okay. That's December sixteenth. That's yeah. Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards. I actually would watch that. That'll be and Stephen Thompson's facing. So there's actually people on the show I actually know. And Tony Ferguson. Oh, that's the Tony Ferguson. Uh, Patty that's Pimlo the Tony match. Ferguson fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will yes. watch that card. Yeah. Yeah. So December sixteenth. I'm not gonna watch it that same night because I think I'm doing joint birthday party that night i have no clue what i'm doing but december 16th i'm booked for something so i'm not watching nice. it then i'll watch it on the sunday and then december 18th yeah. we're going to iron claw with bret hart december 18th iron claw that'll kick off the that'll birthday be day 18 that'll be when well, birthday weekend my birthday starts as soon as christmas music hits oh there you go so you're um, ready to go yeah when's your birthday exactly christmas it's on christmas day yeah Nice, nice. Yeah. So any, it really does. So now, <laughs> so not really celebrated. So any yeah, one of the listeners that listening this, if you want to take part with me in my yearly thing, it's a shot a day till my birthday starts December 1st to December 25th. Join it. in. Hell yeah. All right. Let's get to this pay-per-view. It's on Saturday because Tony doesn't like to go against football when it happens. So he doesn't want to go. I mean, I wouldn't want to go against Josh Dobbs either, personally, because he is a, a rating machine. At this point, he might be. I'm not going to lie might to be. you. Yeah. Um, He's a warrior. Check so, that guy. They're not going to go against Vikings and uh, and Broncos. So we will get uh, a Saturday pay-per-view this week and then Survivor Series next week. So we open up with the Tag Team Championships. It's MJF versus TBA versus the Guns. Adam, you can pick first. And do you think that MJF will have a tag team partner? No, I think MJF's not losing, and I don't think he has a... He might have a partner. It might be some scrub or something, or somebody totally out of the blue. It's not going to be Joe. I think they're they're teasing that too much. They're playing that into the storyline that it won't be Joe. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to do that, because Joe is obviously his next challenger no matter what. And I think he's got to play into that a little bit more. He's not going to throw him that bone. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he just goes by himself. I honestly have no idea, but it's not going to be anyone major is my, my thought. Senator or ma- major into the, in the storyline. I mean, yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm going to disagree and say it is going to be Joe because I think Joe's going to try to, Joe, his whole thing is he wants him to be 100% when he beats him. So I think that it will be Joe. And then that will be used to go into the story to at, what's the name of that next one? World's End? World's End, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that leads into that story for World's End. Like I protected you because I wanted you to be 100% when I take the title from you. But he can still do that in the main event without being his partner. I think in the main event, MJF wins clean. Yeah. And like by himself. But Joe and might come and help help him defend off the other guys. I see what you're saying. Just just a thought. I'm going to still stick with Joe coming in just for that. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I totally forgot he's wrestling twice. 
<laughs> Double MJF every pay-per-view now. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, what yeah. if his TBA is Zach Efron or Jeremy Allen Lloyd? That would be fantastic. There you go. That's it's my thing. Or it's, both. It's in, LA. both. it's in LA, so you never know. Yeah. yeah. Do, who is he in, in the Iron Claw? Is he, is he uh, one of them on Eric's? I don't know. I don't think he's anything. He might just be like a background wrestler or something. Right. But he was like a big consultant, exec producer. Just just before we go on, is there is there like flair and dusty in this at all? But like not no like idea. young, not like young rock bad imitations of them, but like good. I, I've been I've been honestly trying to avoid as much as I can about this because I just want to see it. Like I, yeah, I, for sure. Yeah, I honestly don't know any of those details. Uh Orton, who are you going with in this tag match? Here's how I see it playing out. MJF will come out, face the guns alone. Halfway or so through the match, Joe will come out. MJF will be getting his ass handed to him. Will have opportunities to make the tag, refuse to do so until the hot tag right at the end when he just admits that he needs the help to hold on to the belts, makes the hot tag, they retain, setting up their title match. That's that's the way I see it going down. I agree with you on that. So I think we all have MJF keeping the titles, though. Although I do wonder. Here's my last question. Will the guns use many men again, or will they stay with the same theme for this one? The Tony splurge in the pay-per-view budget. Yeah. Same theme for this, for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then we start with the main show. We have Hiroshida versus Timeless Tony Storm. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. I say Tony Storm wins, and the big signee is Monet, and she comes out after the match. Morton? Yeah, Tony Storm wins. It's it's time to put it on her and give her a good title reign this time. A long one. Yeah. Senator? Yeah. Tony Storm wins. I don't think this is where the announcement comes out of who the big signee is. Yeah. Adam? Yeah, Tony's the, I think, the best female wrestler in AEW right now, or the most interesting. Maybe yeah. not best wrestler. But definitely most interesting, I think. Give it to her, like Morton said. She needs a she needs a real title run here. Yes. Like let her have it. She's got a good character now, so let her run with it. And I don't think Monet either. I'm I'm with everybody else on that. Six man tag match: Steen, Darby, Adam Copeland with Ric Flair against Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Senator. Who's it? Sting, Darby, and Edge. And by Adam. the way, does Edge? Just seem to not matter that fast. Does Edge just seem like another guy that fast? I've never seen somebody that was the bigger star seem like such the lesser star. Yeah. When you look at Edge and Christian at this point, like Christian Cage is the heel, and Adam Copeland is kind of just a guy. He seems like the third least important on the other team. I would like to point out that they're both on this pay-per-view and in a storyline and we'll get a nice reaction and they're in the same company as Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So it's true. It's true. That's yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to let you know MJF plays one of the brothers, but not like one of the, one of the main brothers. Okay. Yeah. What do you know which one Von Eric? So 
Morton can give us a history Lance. lesson. Morton, Lance. Can, what about? Can you tell us about Lance von Eric quick? Lance von Lance. Eric. Lance von Eric. Oh man, yeah, he was not the most important. <laughs> 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 did he? Uh, did he? Did he? Did he die? Yes, they've all died except for one. They they had except was for one, David, I'm right? I remember if it was Lance or not. Yeah, it's David that's still with us, but there was one that was brought in, and it, it might have been Lance, and who was brought in, who was said to be a brother, but actually wasn't, because mm. they were so desperate to hold on to that, that kind of momentum that the brothers and had created. So he came in as a brother or maybe a cousin or something like that, but he wasn't actually related to them. That might have you been are you are right. I'm reading the bio. Of course, Lance is was. still alive. And okay, yeah. Lance is Lance is still alive, but it was uh, 1985. Not yeah, my, when Mike Von Eric was unable to wrestle due to toxic shock syndrome, uh, Von, because his name was William Kevin Von, went to world class championship wrestling to take his place in the feud against the fabulous Freebirds. Free he adopted the name Lance Von Eric. And was billed mm -hmm. as the son of Fritz von Eric, the brother. Right. So cool. he was billed as the brother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who do you got in the six man, Morton? Oh, uh, I mean, Nick Wayne's taking the pin, and Copeland's probably getting it, or or Co any of them could pin him. Anybody could. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick Wayne should be pinned. And some flair yeah. shenanigans to boot. Uh, Adam, did you do a pick for this? Yeah. No, I haven't yet, but. Um... Yeah. It's definitely going to be the the face team, Stan yeah. Darby, Adam Copeland. International. I think it is interesting. It's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the reverse WWE booking. AEW bringing over a WWE guy just to be like, our star is bigger. Like Christian <laughs> is bigger than you. I kind of kind of booking him that way. Um, yeah. it's kind it totally feels like a, a Vince style fu. A little bit. Well, just kind of funny. I don't think Sting has lost a single match, even, and all he's done is tag matches. I don't think he's ever lost. No, so I don't see it happening here. Not in the road that he's on right now. He'll lose at Revolution to whoever he faces. Hundred percent to Flair. Got to lose to Darby. To Flair, he's gonna face Flair. He's got to lose to Darby at the end. Uh, international Championship: Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Up at Orange Cassidy because he needs the win. Or, I mean, I could see it goes with he needs to win, but I could also see Moxie beating him and driving OC to this heel-like persona that he's been teasing. Adam? Um, I hate to say... Uh, I don't like John Moxley right now very much at all, but I think it's Moxley. I think Orange Cassidy's kind of tired on this title run. I mean, it's his second title run, but we can pretend it's all one giant title run here. And I love Orange Cassidy so much. Um, but this run is getting a little bit weak. Like mm -hmm. somebody should have beat a four. And now we're at this point where he just has to lose. So I don't know. I think he's losing, but I don't want it to happen. Um, uh, I agree. I think it just, yeah. I think, I think Phoenix was a transition. I think yeah. this, this title ring for OC was a transition I think it, the whole plan is to try to get back on whatever road that John Moxley was supposed to be on with the title before he got injured. Yeah. Didn't Moxley no-sell in Orange Bench today? 
He did. That's pretty telling. He, uh, <laughs> I think the storyline is that this is the guy that Orange can't beat. They're trying. I think he's trying to do a uh, Raven storyline here. Oh, with Tommy is Raven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that whole idea that he can't beat him, so when he finally does beat him, it means more. So I think he loses it here. I think Molly breaks his title reign, or is about to break his title reign. And Orange gets a one more chance and stops that if, to remain the longest or most offenses or whatever of uh, of the title. Something like that. I, I, I can get so that. I'm going Moxley here. The Texas death match, I think this could be the match of the show or one of them. These next two matches, I think, have the chance to be the match of the show. I will take Hayman because that makes the most sense because the guy broke into his house and put a T-shirt on his baby. <laughs> So he should just absolutely destroy him for revenge and make storyline sense. I feel like Swerve, if he gets his victory, he gets to go to the next level. But storyline sense, it makes more sense for Hainman. And I believe Swerve won the last match, so I'll go Hainman. Morton? I just, I hope Prince Nana is still there after tonight because I don't want to miss seeing the dance. I I will be. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very upset if I don't get to see the dance, but uh, I, I think Hangman has to win this one, and that'll set up a rubber match, and I don't know who wins that one, probably Swerve, but I think Hangman has to win this one. Senator? As much as I hate to say it, uh, uh, I think Hangman's going to win this one. I do want Swerve to win, though. Yeah, I do want Swerve to win, too. Adam? Clean sweep, same thing. This isn't over between them, so you have to have Hangman win this one. But I want Swerve to win everything overall, and I think he does. Yeah. Um, I think their their uh, face off tonight was really good. Really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that stipulation of like if they touch each other, kind of thing like that. Yeah. It was like kind of cheesy, but it was like kind of worked for me. I I think um, Swerve just, should be. The they next. work really well together. Yeah. They do. I I think Swerve should be the next world champion. I think he's the most ready for it to be that next world champion. He just has everything clicking for him right now. He's the guy I think should take the title off of Max. He makes the most sense to me. If anything, he should win. He should be in that World's End tournament and win that World's End tournament too. He just seems like the next super duper star they have. I know this is going to sound like ridiculous, but Mm -hmm. like I just don't trust. I don't trust most companies when it comes to like having a black champion. You, Senator, that was the first like, pod you and I did. Remember the first pod you and I did? We talked about Tony yeah. Khan black uh, booking black athletes. Because, like, to me, the ultimate disrespect was the Samoa Joe Keith Lee match. Yeah, like you choked out Keith Lee just to be, retain the title to be like, nah. I don't want this title anymore. I'm going for bigger things. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> like if there's a time to put somebody over. It's just let him do there. it. Like, yeah, that yeah. was like that was like a slap in the face. And for me, I'm like Keith Lee. You need to hurry up and get back with your wife in the same company. I mean, like I know there's thing, but go back and join rejoin WWE because your run over at AEW might be one of the worst ones. Now that Triple H is in charge of control creative there, and you don't have to worry about Vince calling you what was it the bear claw or whatever. Bear cat. <laughs> No, I forgot about that. Yeah, now that, you, now that you can get rid of that and you can trust Triple H because you saw what he did for you in NXT, go back home. 
Like yeah. this AEW run is not not for you. I agree. I agree. But here's uh, a Shane Taylor match. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so are we saying Samoa Joe is like, is Samoa Joe the AW Brock Lesnar? In the way that no. you know how Brock just if you're a black champion or you're trying to go for a title, Brock just oh, destroys that's true. you. You just yeah. You just said, yeah. <laughs> Kofi. But we respect Samoa Joe a little bit more, so it's okay. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, Adam, a did you make bit. a pick? Did you make a pick for that match? What match was this? Uh, swerve. Uh, this yeah, swerve. Yeah, yeah. I said begrudgingly, Paige, but swerve, swerve overall. Uh, next match is the Golden Jets of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho against the Bucks. If the if the Golden Jets win, they get their world title, the tag team title match. But if the Bucks win, Kenny and Jericho can never tag again. I'll pick the Golden Jets. Morton. Oh yeah, the Golden Jets are going over here because. Whatever is going to happen with the Bucks, this furthers that storyline. If they they're win, going to Don Callis family too, by the way. Over. That that's yeah. my final prediction. They're that's going to the Don Callis family. That's very possible. Uh Senator. Can I just say I don't care for this match at all? Like there's always that one match on the card that I don't care for. And this yeah. is the one for this one because honestly, I'm tired of how long has AEW been around? Uh, four, four years. and a half year? four years. Yeah, four years. Why do I still need to care about who's the Young Bucks friend and who's this is the why Bucks they should have gone to I WWE. Do. By the way, I don't but, know what's left for the Bucks in AEW. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. But the quality of the match has. Oh, it's always good. Yeah, the storyline, no. The quality yeah. of the match is my interest. Hell it's yeah, tr- it's going to be a great match. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing that we were talking about in the beginning where it's just like that lull right now for every company right now. But like, I just don't care for this match because I don't care who's friends. Like, I don't care who's Kenny's friend. <laughs> I don't care who's Matt's friend. I don't care who's Nick's friend. Like, Adam, go ahead too. Like, I don't care. So I'm going to choose the Golden Jets, but I don't care for this match. Adam? Yeah, I don't care for the Bucks at all. I haven't cared for them since day one. <laughs> you and I'm not me, a man. fan. I've been very vocal about this. Uh, yeah. um, they are fake, and I, and I care. fake sneakerheads, I know. They are know. fake sneakerheads. Um, and yeah. they're like now it's just like even worse. Like they're the lowest on the totem pole. I have no interest in seeing them. But to your point, Morton, they do have good matches still. Like I hate yeah. them. I hate their personas. I hate everything about them, but their matches can still bang. And so it could still be a really good match, but it's the Jets, and I don't care, honestly, where it goes after that. <laughs> uh, TBS title match, Statlander, Julia Hart, Sky Blue. This this title, Stat was great. I like Stat, but I don't think since she's taken the title from Jade, she had a chance to elevate it, especially beating Jade, and that was a big win for somebody to take, and I don't think she really took that opportunity to beat Jade and elevate it. So I got to give it to someone else. I'd love Sky Blue with it because she does seem over with the crowd, but I do think this is Julia Hart's time. So I'll pick Julia Hart, Adam. Yeah, I hate Statlander because she took the title from Jade. <laughs> I know it's predetermined, but it's still bullshit. It's still bullshit. Um, I think it would be interesting. I think I'm going to say Sky Blue just because this is going to be one where 
it's it is kind of a title that they've made pretty obvious that it doesn't really matter that much so who cares if you put it on somebody young and maybe a little green or a little blue and mm. you just like she's she's kind of building this like big fan base right now like she's got she's got the hype going with her i think the she had that hour long match tonight that i watched it was amazing yeah. um <laughs> that was actually not an hour long <laughs> but uh yeah i think she's got like a bit of a crowd response right now that's really big that i think they could tap into so i'm gonna say her but i wouldn't be surprised if it's hard i think it changes hands senator i just think they honestly don't really know what the storyline is going to be with Julia Hart after she missed it, everybody. So I'm just going to say that she's going to get the title because for some reason it's going to help the story. I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> yeah. And we're sky blue swerve booking. She, uh, she wins the helps Julia win the belt because mm. she was missed it. And she's under, under her, Spell. Mystique with the on Julia Hart, who was my pick for the worst gimmick of the year. I'm giving away all my picks early. Worst gimmick of the year. <laughs> I can't stand this Julia Hart gimmick. <laughs> so phony looking. Everything about it. But yeah, I think I think the the mist will be she's mind controlled and she's actually going to help Julia Hart win the belt here. Then we have a four-way that was not even really promoted at all tonight on AEW. Uh, for the World Tag Team Championship, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus La Faction in Carable of Rouge and Juristico, FTR, and then the Kings of Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. Uh, let's just go for a clean sweep for uh, everything dark. I'll go with Malachi Black and Brody King to win the tag titles, Senator. I'm going to say that Ricky Ricky and Big Bill retain. But I'm not confident in any of, in, in that pick. Uh, Morton? I think Ricky and Big Bill retain. I think they pin a member of FTR. I don't know. I just... I But this is a collision storyline. So because we haven't seen collision this week, and tell you the truth... Probably won't since it's on. <laughs> like, watch any collision head to head with SmackDown and yeah, yeah, on the Friday. I mean, maybe maybe that's where we'll get some momentum and, and a hint of who is likely to win. But yeah. uh, I, I just I don't think that I don't think they're gonna shotgun the tag titles around that much. Historically, they haven't that much. So I think I think Big Bill and Ricky retain. They announced uh, for Collision. You got Dax versus Roosh. That should be a good match. And uh, Adam, where are you going? Yeah, Ricky and and Bill retain. I think I think they want Ricky to have a title, and there's mm-hmm. literally no other title he can hold right now. So <laughs> they're just gonna keep it on him so he can do that. I think there's a little bit. They have three thousand and forty-seven. <laughs> I know, and there's still not one he can have. He can have the ROH t- TV one. title. He can have the yeah, ROH TV title. But he has to get that before they let him go. You can't be without a title, I think. Yeah. He's too yeah. valuable. I think he is too valuable. And I think he should have a title. So I'm like not against them on that, but like they they feel like they have to do this. So 
I'm happy with it. I like their tag team. Uh, and then our main event, I think we already kind of talked about it, but MJF versus Jay White. Um, MJF wins, and I think we get a little bit of a sneak peek onto the devil gimmick, but not a not a full thing. But I have MJF winning, Morton. They did everything they could tonight to heat up Jay White to make him feel like he's a legitimate contender and has a shot at winning the belt, and it still didn't really work. No, I mean, there's just you just. Again, I mean, you can get that belt off of him at world's end if he's not signing a contract. And you have until then. Until then, I don't see anybody taking the belt from And that's the whole start MJF. of the storyline, right? You have to wait to the very last second to be like, is he leaving or not with the belts? That's the whole storyline. So, mm-hmm. uh, Adam? Yeah, Jay White just isn't it. Like whether he's a he's a threat or not to this title, he just doesn't seem like a champion. He hasn't been built to be a champion at all. He doesn't have that charisma. And I think it's interesting, like whenever it was, I guess maybe at the beginning of this year, when it was potential that Jay White might go to WWE. I think that was in a big conversation around Rumble last year or this year, whatever you want to uh, call yeah. it. Um yeah. it's like he would have bombed in WWE. Like looking at what he's doing in AEW, he would have done terribly in WWE, I think. And he's not doing great here. I mean, he's in a title match, but I have not been impressed. He feels I I I think he's I think he's done okay, but he feels upper mid-card, not main event. Mm-hmm. Whereas in New yeah. Japan, he felt main event. And I don't know where he would fit into. He probably would have gone against Seth Rollins and pretty early on and you know, maybe that would have elevated me. Could have done well, WWE from that. But um, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. He's he's not he's not main event material. And just to and... speak to what Morton was saying um, about trying to heat him up tonight, like that that interaction at the end fell so flat when they all just came out and beat him down. Especially when you had that swerve page. Mm-hmm. interaction and it's like they can't touch each other they got all the security guards around great point. and anytime they get close they like and then the whole team just jumps MJF and nobody does anything like I know it's wrestling logic we're always supposed to take those things whatever like nobody's coming to help him but like wouldn't be like some officials come like this guy's just getting obliterated for no reason I do and like it just feels the, weird I do like the you read what you sow storyline with MJF that he has, I mean, his karma coming back can bite him in the ass. He was terrible for so long that he he's got nobody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense to me. So at least if if it was old WWE, you know, I mean, WWF back in the day, you know, I mean, Paul Orndorff uh, turns on Hulk Hogan, and a couple months later he turns again and he's on Hulk Hogan's Survivor Series team, and it's like they just had a blood feud that had lasted like six months. You know, and it was like as soon as as soon as somebody's a baby face, every baby face loves them and their best parents. At least they're mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and Senator, your pick. Uh yeah. But I will say the reap what your soul what your soul thing is kind of similar to what they were doing with Jay Uso for WWE, right? Mm-hmm. When they traded him to Raw. Um yeah. I am going to choose MJF to win. And then I found a way to go back to what Adam brought up when I made my original pitch for, pick for uh, Joe for Joe to come out. 
because in this match, to hold off the Bang Bang Gang, you're going to have Zac Efron, Chavo Guerrero, and Ryan Nemeth, who are all part of the Iron Claw. And they are going to hold off the Bang Bang Gang. And that's how MJF picks up the win. This does feel like it's going to be a, a very possibly a Jeff Jarrett match. <laughs> in the, you know, you're going to have plunder and you're going to have like a big billion run-ins. You're going to have the kingdom run-in and you're going to have, you know, like all this uh, bang, bang, gang. And the, like you're, you're going to have a total cluster. You have the acclaimed in here too, by the way. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, have you Adam Cole on the big screen because for some <laughs> reason, uh, Cole can connect. Like <laughs> Roderick Strong's gonna get involved. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be all over the place. I think you talking about this makes me more excited about this match. <laughs> in this fashion, yeah, I'm I'm into that. Like some sometimes a good overbooked match can work. Yeah, that's what the street fight was tonight, and it was fun. Uh, what do you think of the way they they handled they're like paul white huh we didn't realize and we booked him in this match and he can't move let's have him punch two people give one chop step outside get body slammed and be out of the match we <laughs> can't actually use him great booking so we booked if that's, if that's corner here if that's paul white's last match great way to go out i will say Body slammed onto a car. Yeah, when I watched right, that, the best way to go out. I was so confused because I probably saw one of the worst choke slams off the stage yeah. from Paul White. Did Kyle he got, hit the back what, of his head? Did he go Spike Dudley yes. on that? Yes, and then he got, and then Paul White got body slammed onto the car. The but way. I saw, I saw Kota Bushi get tombstoned through something and got up before. <laughs> Before the Kyle Fletcher who tombstoned him through the yeah, I was like, what is happening right now? A AEW street fight. And then he got clotheslined off a bicycle. Oh the slow, that, the slowest oh, ride by scared. ever. The pipe hit that on the bicycle. Off the bicycle. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one was. The pipe hit was funny. It was so weak. Was oh he's just right on the shoulder. Uh Morton, wrap us up. Adam gets to be part of the joke oh. this week. Oh, I, I don't have a joke. I no. Uh, man walks into a psychiatrist's office wearing nothing but saran wrap. Psychiatrist looks at him and says, "Well, I can clearly see you're nuts." Okay, straight to the True. point. This week, to the point on that one. <laughs> Quick into no. I I let me tell you. I I don't have a. <laughs> better joke i have a story though i gotta tell you okay. this, is, this is unbelievable this was this was i was sleeping the other day i don't know if any of you have ever done that any of you ever slept yeah any of you ever go yeah. to sleep before i tried it you tried it i tried it before. yeah yeah it's fun yeah good good yeah no i have this thing i love, i don't want to brag but i do when i'm sleeping is sometimes i dream and okay. uh, so i was having this dream and in this dream i was the number seven was like flashing like like words were coming at me the number seven and there's like this flashing number seven and and i woke up the seven in my head, and I, I turned to look at my phone at 7 a.m. is on the dot. Oh, that's weird. Well, I noticed then that it was the seventh day of the month. It was November 7th. I was, oh, this is okay. It's a little creepy, right? And I got up and I, you know, I read the newspaper and uh, went through my emails and did the different things I wanted to do. And I had nothing to do that day. It was a Friday, it's November 7th. And thought, you know, I'll just go and uh, play the ponies as I often do. And I got on the bus and 
bus was number seven to go there. Now, this is really, now I'm getting to look. And it, it goes up 7th Avenue, down 7th Street, right there to the ponies. And I thought, this is the weirdest thing. I walk in, first thing I see, first thing I see in the seventh race, seventh horse is called Lucky Number Seven. I think this is unbelievable. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is, this is, this is a sign, right? So I go and I pull out all the money out of my bank account, which is about 700 bucks. And then, you know, I go and I, uh, like I say, give me uh, everything here. Uh, number seven on the, in the seven, you know, I go and I watch this race. And this is the most amazing, uh, exciting race I've ever seen in my life. And wouldn't you know it, fucking horse came in seven. <laughs> I like it. Quality. Never that was good. Should, no. should have that seen that coming. That was good. Never <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, is that your tight five? Right. You practicing for a tight five, Martin? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, next week we'll be back for Survivor Series. Everyone enjoy full gear. Uh, Morton, where do I got a plug? Oh, uh, I literally, my comic book is being delivered yes. to my place tomorrow morning in the morning. Hell yeah. Eight and noon. I have something on the website so people can purchase this thing. So I need, Absolutely. I got a thousand copies coming. I'm going to need each 20 of you to get at least 15, 20 copies. $30 a pop. Okay. Uh, I'll sell them to you for $29.99. Right. Sounds Perfect. good. Perfect Christmas like present. Uh, what about pods? I... Um, I, I had the most amazing talk to George Lynch is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He he's, uh, was voted, Rolling Stone wrote him number 51 greatest guitarist of all time. So we had you with George Lynch. And it was incredible because he spent the whole interview going, you know, I, I get interviewed about music all the time. Let's talk about anything but music. Nice. So we spent the whole time talking about indigenous rights, um, Canadian versus American game shows, uh, the possibility of him working with Ted Nugent, who was politically on the very opposite side. Uh, yeah. and and him describing what he hates when he's being interviewed by losers. Um, his words. <laughs> this is the greatest interview you ever heard in your life. <laughs> that sounds like a dope one still. Can't wait to watch it. Are yeah. you excited? Uh, before I go to Senator and Adam, are you excited for the Andre 3000 flute album in 15 minutes that drops here? Or you had not heard about it until I brought it up to you. Just you never heard. You didn't hear about this. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> in silence. Silence. <laughs> Radio silence on that. Andre three thousand is dropping an album in about fifteen minutes as we're recording right here, and it's just him playing the flute. No, no bars, no rap. At least he says so. At least he. Why not? If, unless he's putting the hood all over us, and it's like the Outcast reunion album, and he's just faking us out. No, it's a flute album. No, the name of the songs are amazing though. Not gonna yeah. lie. He played the he played the flute on the Everything Everywhere All at Once soundtrack. Yeah, he did. Uh he's all flute all the time. Senator, what do you got to plug? Uh you already know what it is. It's the same stuff each time. So make sure to go check out the Not So Soft Pod. Uh episodes come out every Monday. This last week, I think we went too ridiculous with it because we started to joke about the GZ Nia Long sit down interview. Oh God! And never thought we would see GZ in that same type of light, but we had our fun with it. 
And because of that, we have a new uh, playlist. It's called the Dirty Macking Playlist. So we took all the greatest Dirty Macking songs and put them on one playlist. So go check it out on Spotify. And keeping up with the Senator, uh, I'm going to be doing a solo pod this week, but I'm going to be talking about that new show, 007 Road to a Million. It's kind of like Amazing Race, the challenge mixed. Um, and you and I still got to do the pod on the morning show finale. We still got to do the morning show finale. Yeah. And then, yeah, got to have you on once uh, once a good season of The Bachelor starts. And, and two things, Senator. First of all, before I get to the pod that we're going to do together this week, have you watched The Curse yet? I have not. I am going to watch it. There is a scene in there, and I'm not going to spoil it. Adam will know what I'm talking about. There is a show in there parodying a reality television show. I don't think I have laughed that hard in a long time, and I thought about you immediately. So you have to watch The Curse because there is a scene in there, and you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. Adam knows what I'm talking about. It is one of the funniest scenes. It actually may be the funniest scene in TV I've seen this year. I'm uh I'm gonna check it out. I'm either watching it tonight if I don't if I finish the challenge on time and Love Island Games. So I'm in the yeah. middle of those two tonight. So uh and Adam, what do you gotta promote? I don't even know. I'm fresh off the festival. I'm back doing some pods with y'all. So was on the rundown last week. Hopefully yeah. we're on it this week, maybe. I think we're uh, maybe on the next one. Yeah. Um I'm uh, if anyone's listening from Chilliwack, I'm going to be in Chilliwack this weekend. Nice. I'm at the Chilliwack Independent Film Festival. Okay. That's out there <laughs> and I'm I'm doing a panel talking about what makes a really good short film. Nice. So, I'll be out there all weekend. Check it out. Hopefully watching some cool movies and whatever. So, sweet. Uh and then uh I will be on my first ever episode of F101 on Monday. I watched my first ever F1 race this week for the F1 Vegas, which is at 1130 at night for whatever reason. So I'll be PVRing that and watching the next day. But I was in Vegas when they were starting to build it. Uh, we got an ISO pod coming this week. We got a rundown podcast coming this week. But most excitingly, we got a 7K pod, which I'm very excited for Senator to be on. <laughs> because for whatever reason, it doesn't matter if the Raiders lose and I'm upset. It doesn't matter if the Ravens lose and Coach is upset. And it doesn't matter if the Colts lose and Nick's upset. Entertainment, for whatever reason, comes for poor Senator when the Falcons lost. And he had been talking shit about Kyler Murray all season. And then we saw what happened on Sunday. So 7K pod tomorrow. I honestly think that a lot of our listeners for 7K pick loves it when the Falcons lose. So I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like <laughs> maybe they're just used to the Raiders losing, so they're like, whatever. I don't. I don't know. And maybe coach I just put the, too much. Coach gets the op well, out of this. Falcons have had a lot of winning seasons either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I just. I think. I just think I'm a little bit more entertaining when my team loses because yeah. I try to be realistic, but then you hear the frustration really come out as I'm trying to be realistic. So, yeah. So yeah, we got seven K pick coming out late tomorrow. Same with the rundown coming out late tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're getting close to year end review season. And uh, as I brought up in here, we will be doing another superhero draft 
this year with Morton, a few other people uh, in December. And oh, and and then go check out uh, Boot Bootleg and B Sides 1999, where myself, Devin, and Nick picked out our best playlist from 1999. The vote was finalized. I'm a three time champ now. See if we can keep it going. The next one we'll be doing is uh, Christmas playlists. Yeah, so have to pull we up for see. that one. Yeah, you might have to come up for that one. And there's rules to that one, too. We, me, and, me and Nick already got some deep cuts coming on that one. Sounds good. All right. So until next the time, The best folks, Christmas song is Dipset Christmas. It's a fact. Believe me and Adam already, me and uh, Nick already may have that or <laughs> talked about that on our, on our list. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, folks. Cheers. And enjoy the day, people. Thank you for listening to Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape. 42.